0: This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. ES Audio
1: From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden, and this is The Leader. I'm in West London's Kensington Square, where the last freehold house sold for over £9 million. But I suppose it does have four bathrooms, So, but a typical home in the capital now costs nearly 10 times the average income. Surging house prices reduce affordability to the lowest level on record. It comes as the latest nationwide figures show London's house price growth has slowed slightly, but with hybrid working and the Covid-era race for space still driving many people's property buying decisions, is it still possible to bag a relative bargain inside the zones research from one big estate agency shows a typical flat in zone two costs over six hundred and ten thousand pounds but in zone four a similar property cost about three hundred and sixty four thousand pounds and we've got a few hot tips for you courtesy of homes and property editor prudence ivy who'll be speaking with us later But first, to discuss the latest house price data and economic factors driving prices, we're back in the studio and joined by the Evening Standards business editor, Jonathan Prynne. Jonathan, what property news are you reporting on the business pages today?
2: So we've got latest figures for June and indeed the second quarter from the Building Society Nationwide that publishes one of the most reputable house price indexes. And what they're showing is that uh, London house prices continue to rise at a quite a quite a decent pace, six percent a year. But that rate is slowing. It had previously been over seven percent and we're we're gradually seeing the the heat coming out of the London property market. And what's your take on why this is? Well, Bear in mind, we've had five uh, interest rates hikes now since December. That's definitely started to have some impact on on demand for housing or demand for buying homes. And just generally the slowdown in the economy and the fact that uh, families are feeling so squeezed by the cost of living and inflation, I think all of that has just started to take steam out of the property market, not just in London. In fact, London is is one of the, in fact, the slowest growing regional market, but uh, nationally you're starting to see slowdown happening now as well. Could you expand a bit on the economic factors driving these very high prices? Despite all the bad news about uh, the state of the economy, we still have full employment. It is absolutely remarkable that uh, pretty much anyone who wants a job can find one. There's very little what you might call involuntary unemployment. People have jobs uh, and while people have jobs and they're getting well paid, they can service their mortgages Interest rates are a lot higher, but bear in mind that the Bank of England's headline rate is still only uh, 1.5%, which, in you know, any sort of historical context, is still remarkably low. Um, you can still get five-year fixes for you know two and a half percent. Also, it's remarkable. So, I think until those two factors materially change, until we see unemployment starting to rise significantly, and until interest rates start. Heading sort of north of two per cent towards three per cent which is which is quite likely i guess in the latter part of the year. Then we certainly won't see anything like a collapse on the scale of what people might remember from the 90s, uh, or even during the global financial crisis. Things will probably just steadily slow down. But you know, there's always there's always a buyer for London property. It's a global investment market. But of course, there's a huge disparity
1: between wages and property prices. Is there any hope of a correction?
2: Well, it's the great conundrum of the London property market, isn't it? Um, Prices keep on rising faster than wages. and yet, you know, the market is very rarely has a significant significant fall. So it it is getting increasingly expensive for most what you might call ordinary Londoners. But there's always been, increasingly in recent years, there's always been an international investment. Uh, element to the London property market uh, and that's sort of underpinned it but you're right it is increasingly unaffordable for the vast majority of Londoners and it's hard to see what can be done about that simply because they're not building any more London as it were and the land that uh, London stands on is increasingly sort of densely built over so short of sort of going into the green belt it's hard to see how really significant numbers of new homes are going to be created in London on the scale that's needed to to match the demand.
1: Finally Jonathan, let's talk cladding. There's been some movement this week from the government in terms of getting freeholders to pay for the remedial work for fire safety. Can you see an end to this crisis anytime soon?
2: No, I don't. I think that's going to run and run for years and years and years, not least because it's just a vast volume of work that needs to be done across London alone. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of tall buildings that need to have their cladding removed, and it's not just cladding. Bear in mind, there's there's lots of buildings that have other form of forms of fire defects as well. So all that has to be dealt with, all that has to be sorted out. All the, all those buildings have to be made safe, and the construction sector is already pretty flat out at the moment finding it difficult to find the resources for for you know just the ordinary course of work and the fire safety work is actually quite specialist work as well so it is going to take years there is more money now available from the government and from the industry to put it right but still probably not enough so I don't think we'll see an end to this story probably for another decade what we're seeing increasingly from the industry is that uh, they are dipping into their pockets now especially the the more reputable major house builders and property developers especially the UK based ones that have sort of more reputational risk on the line i suppose they are now dipping into their pockets on a much bigger scale to provide funding for the remediation that's needed on the buildings that they were involved with the trouble is there's hundreds of buildings around london where the ownership is is either a little bit obscure or foreign owners may be less inclined to put in the funding that's needed to to fix the buildings, um, or offshore companies that we—it's very hard to work out who the ultimate sort of beneficial owners are. All that makes it a very complex situation. So I think I think the UK-based industry, yes, definitely a willingness to put things right, but um, that's not the whole story by any means. <laughs> Let's go
1: to the ads. Please do stay there to hear about London's best-value neighbourhoods and why the Elizabeth
3: Line set to be a game-changer. Why not
1: hit rate and follow
3: in the meantime? Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.
1: Now, we've heard all about the economic forces impacting house prices, but on the ground in London, where are the hottest neighbourhoods offering the best bang for your hard-earned pounds right now? Here's Homes and Property Editor, Prudence Ivy.
0: Where is hot in London right now? Everywhere is hot in London right now. People have just been buying homes still. They're desperately trying to buy and there's not a lot on the market. So kind of across the board, especially for houses or anything with the gardens, is still being snapped up. But we just crunched some excellent data from Savile's which broke down the best value spots in each tube zone. So if people want a kind of helping hand to make their house hunt slightly more affordable, and we've looked in zones two, three, and four, and we've pinpointed that if you want to buy a flat in zone two, you could look in Cross. or for a house, you might be surprised, but Peckham is actually is the best value for money in zone two, even though it's extremely popular. Looking further out, you've got East Ham, and then in zone four, it's Ilford's one of the hotspots, as is Thamesmead.
1: How come these areas are still offering relatively affordable prices? And what's the impact of the Elizabeth Line, aka Crossrail?
0: Well, yeah, as you say, affordable is an extremely subjective term, so we're always really loath to just bandy it around. But, yeah, Ilford and Thamesmead both have Elizabeth Line connections within them. Thamesmead at Abbeywood and um, Ilford in Seven Kings. Instantly, they're just going to find themselves feeling much more central to the heart of London, you know, if all of a sudden you can get to Court Road in 20 minutes compared to getting to Liverpool Street in half an hour and then having to get on a tube line, they're instantly going to feel much more part of the heart of, of London. So I'm sure that will make a big difference in the sort of mid to longer term. Um, but at the moment, because Crossrail has been delayed for so long, that hasn't really affected the prices so much yet there would, there would have been a little bump when it got announced but actually they still haven't experienced any of that kind of um, major high street change that we've seen in so many other parts of London
1: and how about the very top end of the market
0: the interesting thing what people are what people are saying in those areas is traditionally they've been really attractive to international buyers as we know you know that's where the money is it doesn't belong in one country But actually, since COVID, these markets have started picking up again, but they're largely with British-based buyers who, like the rest of us, (laughs) want a garden now and they they want to be near a park and green space. And so that's actually quite an interesting shift.
1: And finally, Prudence, thanks very much for your time. How is the temperature of London's rental market post-pandemic?
0: There was two years respite during the pandemic, um, but the bad news is that was the time when nobody wanted to live in London. Everyone was either moving back with their parents or they were, they were living sort of somewhere more countryside because that's the, the nice thing about renting is it's flexible. So uh, you can respond to your current life circumstances to a degree. But sadly, now that everybody's back in London and wanting to live near work, social life that's reopened and all the rest of it rents are absolutely soaring it's massively competitive we're hearing of sealed bids again open house viewings with sort of 20 people for just any old flat that comes available this won't last forever but you know anyone who remembers i think it was sort of 2014 or so when the rental market was really really competitive before in london it seems like that's that's back
1: There's more on this story in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at
3: standard.co.uk.
1: That's The Leader. We're back on Friday at 4pm.
3: Hi, I'm Lawrence Delaglio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham.